0: Hi, everyone. This is your CyberPath. This is the podcast that helps you get your dream cybersecurity job. I'm Kip Boyle. Wes Schreiner is with me here. And we are experienced hiring managers. We've hired a lot of cybersecurity professionals. We interviewed even more of them. And so we're here to share what we know with you. If you want to give us feedback on the show or if you want us to answer your question, on a future episode that's easy just go to our show page at anchor.fm forward slash your cyberpath. when you get there there's going to be a message button on the page it's super obvious click that and make sure your microphone's working start talking and we will absolutely hear from you and uh, and we'd love to So, as we did on the last episode, where we had a guest hiring manager, Wes and I think it's really valuable for you to hear from other cybersecurity hiring managers. Because, hey, everybody does their job a little differently. And even though this is a highly regulated activity, hiring people, interviewing people, um, even though it's highly structured, we still kind of bring different perspectives and takes on it. So we want to share as many of those with you as we can. So today, we have a guest. We have a different guest, and I want to welcome Glenn Sorensen to the show.
1: Glad to have you here, Glenn. Thank you for joining us. It's gonna be a good, gonna be a good show today.
0: All right. Thanks, Kip. Thanks, Wes. So, Glenn, when did you first start hiring people um, for cybersecurity jobs? Like tell us, tell us a little bit about your experience doing that.
2: Well, so um, I've been a kind of a longtime job seeker and more recently within the last couple of years have been more of a a hiring manager and, uh, both for, you know, cybersecurity professionals and for people more generally in it or, uh, areas that touch it or security in some way.
0: Okay, cool. Um, and so we're glad to have you here so that you can talk to us about you know the things that 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 you think work well, things that uh, job seekers should be uh, should be you know using techniques to uh, get themselves noticed. And so today one of the things that you said you wanted to, to share, you know we' were doing prep for the episode, and so LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is a really valuable tool. Uh, that our listeners should be using when they are hunting for cybersecurity jobs, and so you actually have a four-step method for using LinkedIn. And I loved what what you described. I loved uh, the whole approach because it's really focused on uh, people connection, and I think that's um, that's an amazingly effective way to cut through the clutter and the noise and to actually hotwire the system, right? Because you're, you've got a resume that you've submitted, it's going through applicant tracking, it's going through the HR department, but you know if, if, the, if the keywords aren't firing, then you know, your resume may never actually be elevated right to consideration for an interview, but maybe you have a lot to offer and finding the hiring manager or somebody on the hiring manager's team is an effective way to, uh, to cut through and to be seen. So four steps, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a goldmine. Uh, there's, there's so much information that you can use there to connect with people as people and, and cut through some of the, the automation and some of the barriers that, that uh, may be there to, to your getting the, the job that you're after.
0: Oh, this is great. I think this is going to be really good stuff. Um, so let's go through each step one at a time. So, okay. What's the first step? How, how do I get started? How do I crank this thing up?
2: So the first step is to identify the job title that you're after. Uh, find the type of job that you want. And the first part of this is uh, pre-LinkedIn. It's, there, there's some introspection required. Uh, what are you good at? What do you want to do? Uh, are you really good at it? Uh, is it gonna take some time for you to get good at it? These are things that you 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 need to understand and, uh, and be aware of uh, as you're kind of taking this journey. Before you go into LinkedIn.
0: You know, I hear a lot of people come up to me and say, "Hey, man, how can I get into cybersecurity?" and and this is one of the first things that I talk with them about is, "Well, what what job do you want?" and and actually, a lot of people are really surprised to find out that there isn't just a cybersecurity job; that there's actually a whole, you know, uh, collection, Every flavor of, you
2: can imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And so, one of the first things I do with people is I say, "Well, look, there's a there's there are some broad categories of jobs." Inside the career field that you uh, that you could consider, and um, and 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 I start by just saying, look, you know, do you want to build stuff, right? Kind of like blue team. Do you want to break stuff, kind of like red team, right? So broad categories of different types of of jobs, and so you know, it, let's not trivialize it. It can be difficult to to winnow it down to a specific job title, and I don't I don't know very many people. Who who can? They usually have like, well, I'd like to do this, but I'm also open to doing that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, once you get once you get a category established, the sort of job that you're interested in, that's when you start drilling into uh, to specific titles that you might want that are you know different flavors or different parts of that uh, different subsets of that that category.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: examples of this might be like uh, a SOC analyst, security operations center analyst. Uh, maybe you want to be a consultant and get experience to a, a broad range of organizations um, potentially something like a risk analyst or a compliance analyst hmm. uh, popular one being penetration tester which is uh, not always as easy as it sounds um, but there is fun. <laughs> or or it's fun, yeah. Do <laughs> you, you like writing reports? Because you're going to have to. Yeah. Do you, you like know,
1: testing it at two in the morning? <laughs> Kip, I think this might be an interesting episode in the future, right? Is is breaking down some of the major categories of of roles and responsibilities inside a security organization. Yeah. And, and helping people find their find their focus. Yeah, we should definitely do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a note on
0: that. Well, anyway, so like getting back to the four steps, right? So your first step, Glenn, for our audience is get a job title? Because I don't think without a job title, you're going to get very far in LinkedIn, right?
2: Yep. Um, So this is really where LinkedIn comes in. This is where you start putting in those job titles that you might be interested in. And when you start exploring LinkedIn, you'll find more variants of that job title or maybe something, something that's peripheral or something that leads into something else that might be of interest to you. So Record these things. Like write them down. Keep track of them. Um, when I'm doing this, I keep a spreadsheet of things that might be uh, that might be of interest or of uh, of notes related to those things or my thoughts at the time. <clears throat> so when you've, when you've settled on that and started and, and searched for some and identified some that, that might be of interest, um, you're you're going to want to keep track of the requirements for those jobs. The, the educational requirements, the years of experience, uh, certifications, and the skills that go with those jobs. You know what? I just realized,
0: Glenn, we should make absolutely clear that everybody understands that while you may be used to using LinkedIn for you know, professional networking, right? For connecting with other people um, you know, that you might want to do business with at some point in the future, there's a whole jobs function. Right. In LinkedIn. And, and you can get to it by going to, uh, the top of the, the page. So if you just go to the home page on LinkedIn, you look up at the center. And right now, as I'm looking at it, there is home, my network and jobs. There's a little briefcase icon up there that there's a whole universe of jobs in there.
2: Yes. Uh, And, and they're, I'd like to say they're, they're limitless. It's not truly limitless, but there's more than you can deal with (laughs) as an individual job seeker.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, yeah. So you get that title, you plug it in there and you get a whole bunch of, of responses back. And so now what you're saying is, Uh, Like really go through that stuff. Keep a spreadsheet or a notebook or something so that you can get to understand like what are the common job titles? What are the common required skills? Right? Is that my following?
2: Absolutely. Just uh, when you when you come up with a search, just click on a role. And read through the description. Uh, yeah, in, in those okay. descriptions, I mean, there you, you'll you'll start to find themes and the requirements there. You know, such and such job title requires five years of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, CISSP, uh, you, whatever it may be.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I just did a quick search. I'm sitting at my computer right now, and I put in cybersecurity analyst in the United States, and it gave me four thousand nine hundred and eleven results just, just so you more can get you an idea, <laughs> <laughs> right? There's a lot of jobs on here. And then I'm looking at this one job and it actually uh, identifies for me that, that uh, at this one particular job posting at this one particular company, it's actually showing me that I know one person who works at that company. So what a shortcut that
1: is. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. and let's be clear, Kip, that those 4,000 jobs for a cybersecurity analyst could be a business analyst. It could be a functional analyst, could be mm-hmm. a technical writer. It could be a policy handler. It could be a SOC analyst or a SIM analyst. It could be a, uh, a a project analyst over in the governance, risk, and compliance space. It could be a risk analyst. So so uh, it could be a a SOX or a PCI analyst, right? You could be focused in that area. And so uh, even the category of most commonly entry level analyst roles is a broad broad category. Some with more technical, some with more business, some with a uh, very technical focus, but uh. uh a very business-focused, like a compliance role. Um, so so we have, uh, even in that 4,000, a vast differential of, of what we're looking at. Um, uh, and that's... Uh, I'm not painting that picture to make it more difficult. I'm painting that picture to say, as you network and as you get to know your, your, your space, you really do need to know what you're looking for so you can ask people for help in the right direction. Right? Absolutely. If I go to somebody and ask them, can you help me cut this board? And they grab an axe. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to cut the board the way I want it cut. <laughs> it won't be worth much for right. when it's done. Right. So uh, <laughs> being able to be very specific about how I'm asking for help in my networking role is going to be very important for that. Yes, Absolutely.
0: Okay, so cool. So let's get back to, Glenn, your, your four steps. So uh, again, just to recap, step one, you've chosen your job by title. And so you've, you've gone onto LinkedIn and you've got this whole universe of, of jobs here. What's next?
2: So uh, these steps all kind of lead into uh, each other. But before we, we, f- we finish with our job titles, keep track of the, the companies and the employers' Uh, organizations there that uh, that you might be interested in working for and write those down too because that may come to help us later mm-hmm. so the the second step is really now that you've got a, an idea of what the requirements ought to be for your job uh, now you need to see and, and take an honest look at where where you sit now versus what that job is asking for and there there's going to be a gap I mean, most of these most of these postings in this area are are looking for people that don't exist or barely exist. They're looking for special people. They're looking for unicorns, um, purple unicorns, purple purple unicorns that that leave nice sunshiny rainbow trails behind them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in,
0: other, in other words, there's, there's it's a wish list, right?
2: It's a wish list. It is a wish list, and so even if you only meet. Fifty or sixty percent of those requirements. Don't discount yourself. Uh, it it still may very well be worth applying for, especially if you can connect with uh, with people down the road, mm. which is where we get into later in the, the yeah the first, yeah.
0: Uh, or maybe it's just a practice interview, right? I mean, you 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 sure. only fit half the requirements, but you put your name um, in the hat anyway. I mean, you know, it's it's good practice. anyway. It's good
2: practice for you. Uh, you. You will you will learn skills from that that will help you. Forever, potentially.
1: So. In this gap analysis, I've got to recommend that we uh, not just look at ourselves and, and see, am I there? And look at our, our resume and say, uh, am, am I 50 or 60% of the, that wish list? But let's also let's also focus our resume into those bullets that we see most common, right? If there's something yeah. there that we need to highlight better than we are currently in our resume so that we're emphasizing the skills they're looking for, let's do that, right? It's not enough yes. just to be humanly similar. Let's get the paper similar too.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and play to your strengths. Uh, if you have certain strengths, and those are you know maybe half the requirements they're looking for, maybe even just a couple of bullet points in the requirements, play to those strengths. Uh, in your resume, you can talk about you know the things you've done that make you stand out in that area, um, and that can be something like you know even even working in your home lab, something you've built. Uh, something you 've done and posted to github um, anything along those lines that you're that you 're great at building relationships with with people that do different things uh, those are those are all valuable skills and those are all all things that can help set you apart from from somebody else that might be applying for this so play to your strengths
0: but you 're still going to have some gaps
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're you 're always going to have some gaps yeah
0: yeah, so don't 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 let that put you off cuz here's what we know, right? The data, the research shows that uh that women as compared to men are more uh likely to not apply for a job unless the match appears to be very high, say 70%, 80% of a match between what the job states the requirements are compared to what they know that they can do. Men, in contrast, tend to apply when the fit isn't nearly as high, say 50%, something like that. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, I think what the data is telling us is that there's no reason, no practical reason why you should have to um, you know, skip over applying for a job if you're only about 70% of a match. So it, you know, maybe this is a temperament thing and maybe this is, maybe this is less of, of male versus female, but I just want people to know that if you're looking for a 70% or, or 80% match and you're not going to apply, I think that you're, uh, you're taking opportunities off the table for yourself.
2: And I would also just throw out there that sometimes there are postings, there are, there are requirements for a job that aren't possible to meet. Like oh yeah, we've seen some examples of this lately, where uh, they want four years of experience in a piece of technology that is a year and a half old. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, got to take them with a little bit of a, a grain of salt. There sometimes uh, you're, you may not meet all the requirements. You are not going to meet all the requirements. Uh, okay, but in cool. the areas, but in the areas that you're uh, that that you don't meet those requirements, uh, look at what look at where you are now, and look at what. It, what it might take you to get there. Uh, there are plenty of training opportunities. There is there is a wealth of of online training opportunities, uh, some free, some minimally expensive.
0: What's uh, the likelihood that I might get on the job training to close those gaps?
2: Um, it I I feel like that depends uh, a great deal. Like you're going to get on the job training, um, whether you whether you like it or not, when you land a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, you, you may or may not be able to count on that depending on the company, the team. Um, I have seen that go both ways. Mm.
0: Okay. So you may, you might, you might want to be prepared to ask that question, right? Like, you know, is there, is, is there training available, you know, uh, when I get there? And if not, um, can I just get, get my hands dirty? Can I just get in there and do it right? Show that passion, show, 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 you know, that you're motivated.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I've I've found that really good hiring managers often are looking for that passion. they're that that's something that I mean they can train the skills if you have the the drive to to learn things yourself and do things yourself. Um, those those types of employees will be very valuable.
0: Are we ready to go into the third step, Glenn?
2: Yeah, and we kind of did a little bit. Um, that the third step is really. Put yourself in the hiring manager's shoes, and mm-hmm. uh, how can you be useful immediately? How can you how can you you be useful quickly? And, and this is my favorite that, step. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and somebody that shows that passion that we were just talking about, uh, like they can, that type of person can be useful immediately. Um, they there is there is some task that you've got that you need to, that you need done as a hiring manager that that person can go do, and even if it takes them a little bit of time to learn they will go learn it.
1: So, um, This is the big one because this is the one that says, how do I convince that hiring manager to swipe right on me? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How do I get, I mean, how much time do people put into their Tinder profiles to make sure that they can get the swipe right? Why don't we put that much time into our LinkedIn profile right. so we can get that swipe right get also? Job. Get the job, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're in the danger zone now, man. <laughs> no, this is the perfect space to be because that's how we got to think about this, right? Um, uh, we're attracting someone who, who we need to convince to, that uh, we are trustworthy and everything we do from here on out is to reduce the gap in that tr- it, it, the risk for them to trust us. Uh, In that, in that hiring process and then in that employment uh, experience. And so reduce the trust risk every chance you get.
2: Yeah. Um, Show your passion. Uh, Talk about the certifications that you've gone out on and gotten on your own. Uh, Talk about what you've done in your home lab talked about how you helped at a conference or spoke at a conference uh contributed to open source projects um i mean the 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 options there are you know limitless i mean literally limitless tell me yeah, about your home
1: lab tell me how you're volunteering mm-hmm. to help a community center be more effective more secure or more something how do you
2: help people in your community with technology i mean
1: right you know don't lead with that that's just what makes you a whole human being and that's what makes you a a, a safe person to hire but we've got to get to know that hiring manager. How do you find that hiring person that you, you want to talk to, to start this conversation?
2: Yeah. So that's really what brings us back to LinkedIn again. So we've identified some, some job titles that we wanted. We've hopefully closed some of the gaps that we might've had there. Um, Now, now we're looking to connect with people, with people via LinkedIn that might help us get those jobs. So, when you're when you're looking at those job titles, uh, and maybe the companies that you would like to work for, those those companies all have connections. They all have people that work for them. Uh, sometimes sometimes the hiring manager is even posted on the job posting itself, uh, so that makes it fairly easily f- very, fairly, fairly easy. Uh, but when you start. Drilling into these jobs a little bit, you'll you'll notice the thing that Kip mentioned earlier that maybe you have connections that already work for that company. So that's fantastic. I mean, you can you can reach out to those people that you may know already, and and see about getting uh, more information on what that team looks like, who the hiring manager is, uh, an introduction to that hiring manager, or maybe internal referrals. It's uh, it, it's so much easier uh, to to be entertained for a job if. Someone you know uh, can vouch for you with the hiring manager or with somebody on the team.
1: Those, Having those people, a trusted advocate okay. really changes the game. Uh, it reduces yeah. my trust gap that I have to overcome because somebody just came in and gave me a reference. Right. In fact, that, that could be how I was introduced.
2: Yes, definitely. So, Let's say for, for a second that maybe you don't know anybody there. Um, but you can find a company, you, you find a company, you find uh, a role that you're interested in at that company. And then, uh, LinkedIn has this, uh, uh the, the people uh, you, there's a people tab and there's a jobs tab. Um, and you can use those to find, uh, other people that work in those, uh, in those similar roles, uh, at the team, at the, at the company. Um, if, if you're looking for uh, a security operations analyst job, uh, there will be other people on LinkedIn that work for this company that work on the security operations team. There, there may be people that have the title of you know, manager of the security operations team or director. Uh, you, can, you can reach out to those people. You can look at their profiles. You can find personal things that connect you. Uh, maybe you went to, uh, the, the, same school, maybe you're part of, uh, the, the same group, maybe you're part of a professional organization. Uh, you can take those personal details and now you've got something that connects you to that person and you can reach out to that person on LinkedIn with, uh, Hey, uh, I see that you're connected with this person or you're a part of this group. Uh, I, I'm interested in, in a, in a role at this company. Uh, do you think you can help me?
1: So, Glenn, that's really interesting. What I just heard from you is, let's use open source intelligence available to us in publicly public squares, uh, whether it's LinkedIn or, or any other public resource repository. Let's apply that information using our social engineering skills to uh, uh, serendipitously appear at the same place at the same time as where they are. Uh, and And have a magical uh experience after that
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of i mean uh you the the goal here is is really to
1: that sounds like uh, a disney movie sir
2: short circuit <laughs> the well I mean that's the goal, but obviously it doesn't always work quite quite that easily uh, you, you may not make the connection the first time or two nope. or three, uh, but if you do it enough and get good at it, people will respond to you um. And you, you will make connections. They even if you just, even if you just get the connection request on LinkedIn and, and make that connection, uh, even if they they say, well, okay, maybe you're not quite the right person for this, or maybe uh, that role's been filled or it's no longer available for whatever reason, you've still made a connection. And that connection. So you're saying play the long anymore.
1: game. Is that is that going to be pretty valuable to play that long game and build that connection over time?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. You never know what sort of opportunity might come up later, uh, just via having made that connection, hey, remember that conversation I had with you on this front you know, five years ago? Uh, sure. Uh, now you've, there, there's a barrier that's been removed. Now, now you have a connection to this person and maybe they're hiring in, in the future. Maybe you're hiring them in the future. Oh, uh, that
1: happens. You help us, out. Help us out here, Glenn, because I could be really shy, right? I could be a very shy individual who's a, a, afraid to reach out to people I don't know very well. Uh, much like myself, <laughs> help me out here, Glenn. What what do I say in that text message? I think you get two hundred characters or something. In that LinkedIn invitation to say uh, why you might be interested in connecting with me, or 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 what do what's the pickup line there? Right? How do I how do I get them to swipe right?
2: So uh, I, I always do this uh, individually every time. I don't have a, a copy and paste template or anything, but there are always details. There are, there are always things that you can pick out. Maybe their profile picture has uh, a Seattle Seahawks uh, jersey in it. Um, then you can talk to them about that. You can, you can create that connection that way that you have, um, that what you know about the Seattle Seahawks and uh, what they know talk about the game that may have, that may have happened recently. Uh, there are, there so many details like that, that you can pick out and, and lead into a conversation that
1: way. Is there an Is there an example you can think of, uh, maybe walk us through what an example might be?
2: Um, I'm not sure I have a great specific example, but, uh, let's, uh, let's say for a second that, um, uh, a person has uh, contributed to a, uh, an open source project, or has uh, some some GitHub uh, source code out there. Um, let's say you go look at that and uh, you know play with it a little bit, get to understand it a little bit. Then maybe you can reach out to them about that and say, sure. "Hey, so I saw this. Uh, I I looked at it. I checked it out. I think it looks great. Or you know, have you thought about this?" Especially if you can give them something, you know, another, another direction to go with it, or, you know, some ideas to spark conversation there. Mm-hmm. there there's so many things like that that you can do.
1: So engaging them on a personal project, project they already have sounds like a really good way to do that.
2: Yeah, you know, they, they, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be contributing to an open source project if they weren't passionate about it and want to talk about it.
0: you could even help you could even volunteer like if you if you go and check out their open source project and you see their documentation's not very good you could put together a piece of documentation in an obvious you know in a space where there's an obvious gap and then just offer it to them you know here you go huh. um you know That's one, excellent. <laughs> one one way that i made a connection one time is there was a, I was tuning into a webcast there was a guy that was speaking on a topic that was super interesting to me. And during, during like in the opening minutes, uh, he made a remark. He said, God, I really wish I, I really wish I was recording this. Um, I'd love to have a record of it, but I, I just didn't, you know, I, I just didn't do that. A comment to that effect. Well, I was on my computer, so I just started recording, uh, what was on my screen using the tools that were built into my computer and then when it was all over with, I, I shipped it off to a transcription service, and I paid 20 bucks or something like that for it. And then um, I got it back, and I sent it over to him. And I said, you know, here, I I, I was at your presentation the other day, and and uh, I just you know happened to be able to get my recording going, and I made you this transcript. I hope it helps. And it created a huge um, positive interaction between us. And uh it was a little thing you know that i could do that i was perfectly set up to do uh took very little effort and but i i knew that that he valued it and so you know that's my story about you know something that you can do
1: well and maybe there's a a white paper that you've contributed to and maybe you just uh you send that over and say hey i uh i've been working on this white paper and i'm really interested in your company and uh i thought this might be an interesting way to introduce myself right mm-hmm. uh that might be possible right Another yeah. one, uh, if I know a guy named Joe and you know a guy named Joe and LinkedIn tells me we both know a guy named Joe, then I can reach out to Joe and say, hey, Joe, should I talk to that hiring manager? And Joe will say, yeah, you should talk to him. And, and at that point, I've got, I've got an introduction from Joe, whether Joe sends the email saying, hey, hey, I'd like you to meet my friend Wes, or I can send an email and say, Joe, Joe recommended I talk with you. I'm looking for a role in your in your industry in your space, uh, and I'd love it if you had some recommendations or ideas for me. Right, we're not asking for the job at this point. We're asking for recommendations or ideas, or referrals or or connections, uh, something like that. Yeah, you're
2: yeah. building the connection. You're 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 building connections with with people as people, mm-hmm. and that I mean the goal of this is really to circumvent the the hiring process and and not have to go through the same pool of people that, that everyone else has, has to do in order to, you know, to get in front of this hiring manager. Um, the, there is no, I, I can't place uh emphasis enough on the people connection there. Uh, the, the people will help you get the job much more than, than the the system or the automation or what you can write on a piece of paper, <clears throat>
1: And it could be as easy an introduction as, hey, are you going to go to the ISSA meeting tonight or this week? Um, I'm asking because I'd like to meet up with you for a couple minutes if you're going to be there. Right. That's a pretty, pretty casual way to get a LinkedIn connection and schedule a a three minute if they're going to be there, look for you uh, connection.
2: And, and LinkedIn is is great about showing those, those organizations that you may be part of, or that that person may be part of, and that you can go be a part of too.
1: Yep. Just for the record, we are not sponsored by Microsoft or LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> it's just a powerful tool we're using in the process. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Okay. So um, we're coming to the end of our episode. So Glenn, you said you had four steps. I know we've talked over three, I think we've bled into the fourth we've bled one. Bled right? into the
2: fourth one, and that is the fourth one is really identify the hiring managers, the team members, the you
1: know, the and people cultivate that follow. relationship. Once and, you've done the introduction, now you've got to pivot and build that relationship, and you've got to actually go from "Hi, my name is" to uh, reducing that trust gap so that it's safe to bring you in.
2: Exactly, and. Play the long game with this. I mean, there there may not be a short term gain, uh, but you never know what your what your connections can bring down the road. Uh, opportunities will fall into your lap, will fall out of the sky uh, in the future magic. if you if you cultivate enough of these relationships over time.
1: And to be oh. clear, it's not about collecting business cards. It's about doing Ooh. favors for others. It's about helping people get where they want to go, and they remember you in such a way that when they can tell you're looking, they can help you because they want to help you.
2: Making genuine human connections. Yep.
0: Excellent. Four steps, ladies and gentlemen. Four steps. Thank you, Glenn, so much for being our guest today, walking us through that, helping us understand LinkedIn is not just this uh, sterile place to have interactions with people. It's actually a really fertile uh, ecosystem where you can actually do job hunting and and play the long game and build, that, uh, build those connections. And I wasn't joking when I said that somebody that you might be seeking a job from today might actually be coming to you and seeking a job from you in the future. Um, that has happened to me. So I've, I've absolutely seen that to be the case. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you liked our podcast, then I've got something here that you should consider doing. We've created a free guide and you can get your hands on it. It's called Play to Win, Getting Your Dream Cybersecurity Job. And so what we did is we, uh, we sat down and we asked ourselves, like, how like how can we create something that would be super helpful for listeners of the podcast? And so uh, we put our heads together and we realized that, you know, getting a job is sometimes very similar to playing capture the flag, which, you know, information security people do these days. It's an electronic kind of a game that you can use to sharpen your skills. Of course, when I was a kid, we actually played it in the woods, in the dirt and stuff, and it was an actual flag. But anyway, um, so, so here, play Capture the Flag and Get a Job. So it's a really helpful guide. I think of it as a field manual, actually, because it contains a lot of the stuff that Glenn was talking about today with screenshots and and steps that you can take and uh, sample messages that you can send. So I, I think you ought to go get it, check it out. And here's how here's what you do. You go to yourcyberpath.com forward slash PDF, as in the format of the file that it's going to be in. And let us know what you think. And if it could be better, I'd love to hear how it could be better. So until next time, I want you to remember that you're just one path away from your dream cybersecurity job. See you later.